0: Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary? Maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County. Not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old barback. You're just waiting for your build. big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's any special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. is up Delaware County. And welcome to episode number 28 of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi. We are here in the lovely town of Conshohocken, which technically not Delco, but we got to do what we got to do to record. Uh, I'm here with Ben Thorpe. Ben, our first in-person show. How you feeling?
1: feel great. feel excited. Um, it's good to just kind of be home. It's going to be a little bit easier doing it in person, I think, than over Zoom. Uh, definitely should be a good show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really don't have as much in person like shows as I would like, especially with a lot of the interviews we do. Like we had some of the college guys back on in the in like January, February. Like you're always gonna deal with internet issues. You're always gonna deal with like you know just the fact that you're gonna like try and talk over each other, like interrupt each other. Like just being in person is so much better. And now that you know, we're both in the area, I think we can keep keep going with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think this is a format that should work for us.
0: All right. Well, we got a lot to cover in this episode today. We're gonna start off with the recent MLB draft. Because I don't know officially if this is a record or not, but I would be stunned if there was ever a year where four Delco baseball players got selected in the MLB draft.
1: Yeah, no, I'd, I would have to go back a little bit and see uh, with old draft records, especially with like the 40 rounds and stuff before, like you might have a shot just on having it be double the size, but in recent memory, we, we haven't had anything close to this.
0: No, no. And you know, we'll start it off. Kevin McGonigal was the name that everybody's talking about going into the draft Finished up his senior year at Monsignor Bonner. One of the best seasons of all time. I mean, the fact that he had, I think it was like 36 walks to two strikeouts is just silly. Uh, He went number 37 overall to the Detroit Tigers. And he, as of right now, is the only one of these four guys that has not yet signed. Uh, So it looks like one way or another, he'll be a blue and orange Tiger. He's going to Detroit or Auburn one way or another.
1: Maybe a little bit different shade of blue and orange, but
0: yeah. And different sides, different temperatures, we'll say. Playing yeah, in Detroit yeah, in March be, yeah. compared to, you know, playing in Auburn, Alabama in you know May and June is definitely a little different.
1: Yeah, both have their ups and downs. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's we'll see what happens with that.
0: Did you see the video of him getting drafted? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. That was a pretty cool like, that was to awesome. have, like, the entire family and everything. It, like. I mean, that it looked like there were so many people there. And that just shows, like, the kind of support system, you know, he's had throughout his whole mm-hmm. development. Just how many people are behind him. And, you know, he's got the whole county behind him now. Uh, so definitely, definitely happy for him. You know, whatever decision he makes, he's either going to be a professional baseball player or in the SEC. And you can't go wrong with either.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I think either way is going to end up being a professional baseball player. But We'd yeah, like it's, think, in you know? his
0: immediate future,
1: it's, uh, you can't really go wrong either way. And I'm sure he's taking his time just trying to figure out what you want to do. It's a really tough decision.
0: Yeah, and selfishly, you know, I, I would love to see him play in the SEC. You know, just having a Delco baseball player in the SEC – a makes for some great road trip opportunities. Oh, yeah. I know you made your way. Was it Ole Miss? Uh, I've
1: been to Ole Miss and Auburn. Both That's awesome.
0: unbelievable yeah. places. I would love – I would say my dream destination would honestly – I mean, LSU is like a good one just being in, yeah, being in Louisiana. But I want to go to Florida because I feel like Florida is like the heart of the SEC as well in terms of baseball. Always good. Uh, and I don't know. There's just like – there's so many good SEC venues to go to. But we'll keep moving on here. We got Chris Clark alum of the Haverford School. He got drafted in the fifth round by the Los Angeles Angels. Ben, he threw the second hardest pitch in the entire MLB Draft Combine this year, 98.5.
1: Yeah, and that's 98.5 is going to get you drafted and especially like second hardest at the Combine. You really want to be at the top of those leaderboards. That's uh, obviously like measurables aren't everything, but they are very important, especially when it comes to like going to the pros, dealing professional professional coaches. They're pretty much able to develop or at least a lot of places are pretty much able to develop guys pretty well. So when you have good measurables like that, like you're, you're moving up the board. Yeah,
0: especially being as tall as he is. you know He is, I think, they have him listed at either 6'3 or 6'4. Had good numbers at Harvard. I think his ERA was around 4, but he led the Ivy League in strikeouts this year. Uh, so he signed for a little bit under slot value. His slot value was 425000 He signed for three hundred thirty one. Uh, so, you know, still, obviously not too much. Money. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, it seemed like he kind of had his, his heart set on being a professional baseball player. So he goes to the Angels. Uh, moving on. Next, we got Ethan Pecco. He's a Ridley alum. He played for Towson for this last year. He got picked by the Houston Astros in the sixth round at pick 194. Uh, his slot value was 280000 He signed for about 250. So not too much of a difference there. So I had, I'll call it insider information if you want. I'm actually friends with his brother. And, you know, he his brother, he didn't, like, you know, immediately text me and say, like, he's signing, but was just kind of like, you know, he's going on a flight to Houston tomorrow. So I'm like, uh, all right, <laughs> I think I kind of, yeah, so know, well, cross the line something. there. Yeah, but, you know, he had a good season at Towson. ZRA was in the, the low to mid threes. I actually used to coach him in Legion, too, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, as a pitcher, it's kind of hard to ask for a better organization to go to than the Astros.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you've seen just a guy after guy come up from that for them and just be incredible you, you go from way back to like when they turned around Garrett Cole now you got like Christian Javier guys like that like they're a great place to go for pitchers they clearly know something that maybe the rest of the league doesn't not the first time but <laughs> um, they this time probably a lot more legal but like they they do a really great job developing all their players so he's he's in really good hands
0: the cheating scandal was only for hitters. You know, yes, there's, yes, clearly, yes. Some, there's <laughs> clearly something they're doing right with their pitchers. Like, they took a aging Justin Verlander and turned it back into a Cy Young winner. Same with Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm, like, that, there's I, something, That, you that know, was an insane reclamation yeah, there's, project. There's something that they're doing right there. So Absolutely. Ethan Pego signs with the Astros. Last but not least, this one, I, I wouldn't say he doesn't deserve it, obviously. I would say I wasn't expecting it. So, yeah, Tom Kane, Cardinal O'Hara alum, he pitched for Maryland this year was selected in the 19th round by the San Francisco Giants. And the reason I wasn't so sure is because his numbers at Maryland that se- this season weren't that good. But he's a lefty that throws 95, has a nasty sinker and slider, and a team like the Giants, like their bullpen's always good. Mm-hmm. And they know how to develop guys. So like it wouldn't surprise me if Tom Kane's in the majors in like two or three years when he's a guy that I thought I thought scouts would maybe want to see one more year at Maryland because you're coming from a JUCO. Yeah, so you never yeah. know what the whole JUCO thing you know, like depending on what level you're at, mm-hmm. where you're going to – how that's going to correlate. Um, but, you know he – was, he,
1: he was a RCGC, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah.
0: he was at uh, – I think he was at Gloucester. And he just, you know, his numbers weren't there. I know he was battling an injury that he missed the postseason for Maryland as well. But, you know, good for him, man. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's, that's yeah.
1: – From what you like said, like this stuff plays. Like it's going to be – you know, it's something where in the nineteenth, you can take a flyer on a guy like that, where maybe like doesn't have the numbers yet, but has really good stuff, and you know, he develops. That's incredible. You got a great bullpen arm. If he doesn't, you know, unfortunately, he's just kind of lost a nineteenth. Yeah, round exactly. Nineteenth like round,
0: like, like that's perfect. It's like in your fantasy football draft, like you take the guy that's like the the fourth stringer on the Colts. Yeah, you're like, yeah, dude, he's got, two right? injuries yeah, away yeah, from becoming know. you know a league win. Actually, what should I talk about? I I've came in last four out of my ten fantasy seasons. It's a tough life out there. Yeah, I'm a
1: I'm a consistent uh, first round a playoff exit. So I'm that's... the commissioner too. Oh, geez, <laughs> at Least my dude. own.
0: We call the last place trophy the commissioner's trophy <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of the first place trophy. That's incredible. But all right, so wrapping it up here. Kevin McGonigal currently unsigned. We'll probably know this is being recorded Wednesday night. Uh, the Phillies are down five three in the ninth right now. Uh, but we'll we'll know more about him soon. Chris Clark signs with the Angels. Ethan Pecco signs with the Astros, and Tom Kane signs with the Giants would love to get all these guys on the show in the off season. Cause I know for a lot of pro baseball players, like you train during the mornings and sometimes afternoons and then you, you don't really do much. Yeah. Sometimes they have like jobs, you know, coaching, refing, like doing whatever to, to make, you know, some extra bucks, but like they don't really do much besides, you know, train and then go home and like play Fortnite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I've, honestly, I have no idea what, like I haven't, I haven't been lucky enough to live that lifestyle. So, uh, but yeah, that's hopefully like these guys are around and be able to come on and talk
0: I always just find that, like, as much as I would love to talk to, like, Kevin and Chris and all these guys right now, it's like they got, A, you know, more important people yeah, to yeah, talk to right it's, now. And it's just like I just don't – I don't want to right bother now. them, you know. Like, these guys, like, when you get them in the off season, all their focus is on the interview. Like, they you know, yeah, they have all the time yeah. in the world. You can really, like, get to know them and hear their stories and everything. Like, I don't want to just be like, oh, like, here's another guy calling us right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, the Inquirer called me earlier. CBS Philly. Like, whatever it may be also – Shout out CBS Philly for putting our tweet in their hey. article. I opened up that article to see if there are any updates on whether Kevin was going to sign or not, and I see the Donnie Delco Delco Baseball Now logo just right there, and I'm just like, whoa! I was just not I was not ready for that.
1: We're officially big time now. Yeah, that's, I love, it. That's, I we've love made, it. We've made it to, to yeah, just, CBS we've Philly. hit our peak. Yeah, not really, but <laughs>
0: oh, I hope I sure hope not. Uh, no, we're just getting started, and we are just getting started with the show here. So we're going to move on to the Little League District tournaments. Because what I've learned over the past week or two is that, you know, I, I, not that I learned it, I would say remembered how much people around here love youth baseball.
1: Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, I, I remember going back when I was playing and we had we made a pretty good run for when I played for Springfield. And like, we had people like tons of people out to the game. And then like even like the little league stuff, like we would go and watch some of the other little league teams. And it's like it's it's huge around here. I think it's 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 really cool.
0: So I was at the 12-year-old district championship with media in Aston Middletown on Friday. I'm going to get to that in a sec, but I will, I will talk about how many people were at that game. Mm. So we're going to start off at the 10-year-old level. So we had Newtown Edgemont and Ridley played in the district championship. Uh, Newtown Edgemont won. And if you, anyone listening to this right now, if you have not seen this video, look it up. There was a kid on Newtown Edgemont. He was kind of like that big Al, like the I hit dingers, like the <laughs> big boy just trucking his way home from second to uh to win that game and man that was an awesome video. Oh dude, that was incredible.
1: I just I loved what the the slider just comes to like a dead stop on the plate and like the anti Trey
0: Turner. Oh yeah yeah yeah, but hey, that's he was moving. Respect, yeah. love the hustle. Fortunately for him and his Newtown Edgemont squad, they lost to Ridley in the second game. Uh, Ridley won eight to six. So as of right now, it's been a good run for the Ridley Tens. They are currently in the Sectionals Championship and will have to be beaten twice. So they beat Upper Providence, who is always a, mm-hmm. a yeah, juggernaut always. in Little League. My, my cousin Sean played there, uh, and they're always good. And they beat Morrisville, more and, more and Morrisville later. Uh, <laughs> they beat Morrisville last night, which was Tuesday night. So on Thursday night, they're in the winner's bracket. You know, They're the winner's bracket representative. So they mm-hmm. will have to be beaten twice, and if they win, they'll be at the state tournament I don't know where the 10s one is, but I know that the 12s is at Newtown Edgemont. That should be exciting. That'll be exciting. Uh, quickly, the 11U, Aston Middletown, just ran the table. They won 15 nothing over Marple, 10-2 to over Ridley. They won a close game over Media, and then they beat Ridley again in the championship. And I know this a little more about the team because I'm currently working a summer camp at Aston Middletown, Little League, and I had two kids in my camp that said they couldn't pitch because they had a, a sexuals game that night. So that's my insider info. I got sources now.
1: Yeah, that's actually the going out to the camp before the sectionals game is. That's great. great. That's uh, that's awesome. That's yeah. just it's a it's just lot of time outside. I out you know? love it, but that was I, I remember doing like the like Phillies baseball camp and then being like I, like, used oh, I to coach gotta, those.
0: Like, there were eight to four. I hated it. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> I go eight it. to four. This one's nine to one. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, no.
1: But you do that, and then head over to your game immediately. It's like yeah, I've just been playing baseball all day. But honestly, it like that's what 10, I want to do. 12, yeah, like so you, what are, what you else got all the energy there, like, in the world. What else is there to meanwhile, do? While, like, what else? Yeah. You meanwhile, doing? I
0: got to stretch for an hour to play. You yeah, know yeah, 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 one you inning for Wayne. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. All right. So Aston season is done. They lost in a sectional tournament. Uh, great season for them. You know, they'll have their chance to uh, represent. Did they know, lose in the sectional? They lost in the sectional tournament. They will. They will get their chance to defend their title in the 12s next year, which obviously everyone knows that's going to have the most coverage. That's what, you know, as a player, you want the most coverage. Yeah, and there's league. one word. It's Williamsport, oh, yeah. right? It's like an Omaha in college mm-hmm. baseball. Like It's what, you know, you play for. So Aston Middletown and the 12-year-old, they won the state when they were 10 and 11. So they were the heavy, heavy favorite. They went to the tournament. They lost their first game. And that just kind of shows in baseball. Like, they lost one nothing. You can lose to a good pitcher sometimes. Yes,
1: yeah, Absolutely. And that's... Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. That was, we, we got
0: the Phillies game. Over. We, we, we
1: should be We got the Phillies yeah. game on here. I was like, Bryce Harper,
0: uh, ap, You know, he just I, singled up the middle. There, go. You go. there you go. There you go. We got a live reaction here. It's very part of my take right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so media opened their tournament. They won 13 nothing over Haverford. They won 10 nothing over Ridley. Ben and I were at that game. Kind of just, like, getting a feel for things. Yeah, like, yeah, I was live-tweeting a little, but I wasn't taking much video. I wasn't doing anything. Like, I didn't write an article. It was just kind of just, like, to get back into it. But the real game, you know, the game of the summer – and I'm thinking at the end of the year, I might write, like, a best Delco baseball games of the year yeah, like, yeah, article. Cool, yeah. uh, but the game of the summer was media playing Aston Middletown. And it was at Haverford Township Little League, which I, first off, had never been there before. Didn't know. They had Great lights. It was, it was nice. Yeah, I liked it there. Nice field. I'd never been there. I had to park, like a mile down yeah, the road. Like the it parking was, was a
1: little weird. That was, I used to go and do like fall camps there. And then I swam against the swim club across the street. So like, right there. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time around that area, but yeah, it is not a lot of
0: parking. No, but there were a lot of people. So they announced the attendance at over 430 really? people. Nice. They were, they had to yell. They kept yelling at the, uh, the fans to stop leaning over the outfield fence. No way. Cause they were all like, they were spread out. Oh, there's, yes. a, there's a hill in left field. There's stands down the side. I couldn't really get a good shot. To film, so I had to go behind the plate. Okay, which wasn't bad, but it was just kind of weird because there was like a screen there. Yeah, so I kind of had to either I for some plays I just like used the screen, uh, you know, viewed through the screen. But others I kind of held it over. But it was a great game. My problem with this game is it started a little too early. So I show up at (sighs) 7:01, and the first thing I see. Is this kid Nolan Graden hit a three-run bomb to dead center before I could even like put my stuff down? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's three nothing media because even though they were the winners' bracket team, you flip a coin every game, no matter what, for home and away.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's I never so, understood that. Yeah, I, feel like you're I in think the winners' bracket you just get. The, yeah, you should, you should have. You should, should be the home team, should, or at least a choice of home or away. Yeah,
0: but so they were they went up three nothing very quickly, uh, and the media has a funny thing they do when they hit home runs where the guy jumps on home plate. Or, or like right behind home plate, and they all just yell "boom." So I have a video of that for um, for from later in the game, a little foreshadows. So they go up three nothing. They get an RBI single from from Christian ball. Nunez. Bryson all Stott right, with a nice little right. base hit there. Um, After JT's, yeah, got awful, awful bat. Yeah. That
1: was that was terrible.
0: So um, business, we are in business. Nice. Come on. Uh, and so is the media offense. We're juggling two oh, yeah. games at a time. Here. This is great. <laughs> so Christian Nunez made it four nothing. But Aston Middletown made it very interesting because they scored three runs in the bottom of the fifth. So keep in mind, literally League is only six innings. So bottom of the fifth, you know, they ended the inning. So, so Aston Middletown got RBI hits from their 11- and 12-hitter.
1: That's that's something I feel because, like you don't really see that much. No, like that, no. But that's
0: like... It's a new rule that all every player on your roster has to be in the lineup, in the batting lineup.
1: Yeah, that's... I mean, I, I feel like we've, I, we've heard, like, differing opinions on yeah. that. It's kind of a little bit like... I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a little too much. I think yeah, yeah.
0: if you want to get everyone involved, keep the same rule of everyone gets one at least one at bat in the game and six outs in the field.
1: Yeah, and that's... I mean, it does suck to be the kid that doesn't play all the yeah. time. But also, this is kind of like the bigger tournaments. You know, <laughs> yeah. As you get older and play in like important games like this, the best players don't play. And so it's yeah. maybe something to get used to. But they are also 12.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Nah. Um, so yeah, Aston Middletown made a 4-3. The inning ended with a... Uh, it was like a, a line drive. It was Actually, let me pull it up just to make sure I don't mess it up. I'm pretty
1: sure it was like a nice. It was like a line drive to center, I think. I remember the video. Yeah. All
0: right, yeah. Hang on. Uh, so the inning ended. It was it was 4-3 media, second and third, two outs, and a kid smoked a fly ball, and the center fielder for media, I think his name was like Reese Musig or Messig, uh, made a really nice catch in the gap. And that, oh, geez, Bryson mm-hmm. Stocks got thrown out. stealing. Come on, dude, you can't do that. Alright, so the inning ended, uh, it was a deep fly ball The, the media center fielder, Reese, I think it's Musig or Messig Just made a couple huge plays in that inning to, to save it So it went into the 6th inning at 4-3 Media knew they wanted some insurance runs And this kid, Christian Nunez, hit an absolute bomb It hit the top of the batting cage in left Jeez. center So like, there's a fence, and there's a tall batting cage And he hit it off that Yeah, and of course it was like the one thing I wasn't filming Because I was tweeting enough And, you know, I just like, I heard the sound of the bat I shot up and next thing you know, it was five yeah, to three. But
1: he was he's hit he hits really well for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: And you know, so for Aston Middletown, you know, this isn't like calling them out, but for the team with the back to back, you know, defending state championship, they kind of went down like a lot quicker. Like it was in four pitches, they had two outs, really? like two ground outs, like already. And I was wondering, like I kind of just like was feeling like a like a classic finish, you know, one yeah, way or another. Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm like, it's already, you know, it's kind of already two climatic, outs. But, yeah. But, you know, so media won that game five to three. They got a one, two, three inning. Uh, Austin Crowley was outstanding on the mound pitching. He had like eight or nine strikeouts. Nolan Gradden, who hit the three run homer, came out and pitched the end of the game. Okay. And he got the the last couple outs there. So that was, you know, great performance. A little Shohei Otani action there doing it. Doing it both. Um, so media won the district championship. And they're on a roll in sectionals as well because they won their first game. They were down six to four, going to the bottom of the sixth, cut it to six five. Then Nate Helberg hit one off the wall, a two hundred forty foot fence in center field. Where he hit. They? they played at lower Perky, Omen, Little League. Two forty. That's what Tommy. That's, that's what uh, media head coach Tommy Bradley also Wayne catcher uh, as the Phillies lose. But uh, Tommy Bradley told me because like he kind of like kind of like bad flipped a little bit and then realized like oh that's not like yeah. that's not going out <laughs> oh, here. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, but it was a double that scored two runs with two outs. Man, that's clutch yeah, right there. That's incredible. That's clutch. They took care of Morrisville, same team that Ridley uh, really beat on Tuesday. They beat them 10 nothing, Three-run homer from Austin Crowley. Trevor Skoranek, ginger first baseman. He's got, like, okay. fan favorite yeah. written all over him. <laughs> uh, so he, he pitched really well today as well. So now you're media. You're in the winner's bracket championship with your ace, Austin Crowley, ready to go. And if you win, you get to play the state playoffs in Delco. So you're, like, all intents and purposes, like, you're the home team.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, it's that's, a good spot to be in. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of a worse or a better spot to be in. Really, it's the, uh, you know, game away from home field. It's with your ace in the mouth. I feel like that, that's a big packed. thing for little league too. Is like you, you when you have when you have the ace against a team in a losers bracket, like. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, you're coming away with
0: that game. Yeah, they're gonna go. You know, have to use all their pitching to get back to you, mm-hmm. and you're in a really good spot there. Uh, so that'll be our little league recap. Once again, Ridley is in the sectional championship Thursday night. Aston Middletown's eleven seasons over, and Media Twelves will be playing Friday night at I believe six o'clock at Lower Perky Home Little League. So uh, it's kind of funny. Sectionals are further away than the state tournament is, but <laughs> but uh. Eh, sometimes yeah. you get lucky. All right, moving on here. This is Ben and I's favorite segment here, and that's talking about the Delco League. For those who might be tuning in for the first time, don't know much about the Delco League. It is a summer baseball league. It consists of, uh, I would say, mostly college, but high school, college, and adult baseball players. It's been going on since 1908, the oldest semi-professional baseball league in America.
1: It's just, it's great. It's, I don't know. It's been something I've been, I've been doing every summer since I was. Uh, I think like a senior in high school it's it's kind of just I don't know you see like a lot of tradition and it's awesome it's it's really one of the one of my favorite leagues I've ever played in
0: so I joined the league in 2019 I joined a, a kind of a guest appearance for Springfield a couple of times I joined full time in 2020 for Springfield uh, I was traded for a Delco steak and six um Six Kenwoods, to Upper Darby. It was a great trade on both parts because we won the championship. Ben and I were both on that team. Ben was, I think we got fleeced, to be honest. I, I, yeah, us. listen, I, Ben Ben was recovering from an injury. Uh, I actually I didn't really play much until the finals, which is the funny part. Yeah, because I uh, was
1: with a couple guys on vacation. Yeah, was...
0: yeah. Um, I switched to Wayne in 2022 because I also work for the team. I, I run their website, I run their Twitter, uh, sometimes play when they need me. But, man, that team, as we'll talk about right now, is 21-1-2 and this season.
1: Yeah, that's they've they've been tough to beat. I think you you put out the one tweet. They haven't lost since what June second. To you know. guys? Yeah. Oh, that's well. That was like the second or third mm-hmm. game of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's yeah, they're on a roll and they're they're gonna be tough. That's that's definitely a, like a scary team to play come playoff time.
0: And the reason that you know we've been so good and our team is in every game is because our starting pitching. I just tweeted something out on our Delco Baseball Now account that in 24 games a season, our entire pitching staff. He's led up a total of 29 earned runs. I think it was 39 runs, but 29 earned runs. Literally wow. just over one earned run a game. And it starts with Cam Mathis, who threw a no-hitter on Friday night against Chester, threw three shutout innings in relief today, was you know the World Series MVP last year in the finals. He got the win in all three games. Of that series that we won yeah that's ridiculous and you know he just like he throws a low 90s fastball but he's got the sharpest slider i've ever been a part of (laughs) that's i'm lucky enough to not have i'm a po so (laughs) i
1: haven't i haven't had much i haven't uh been lucky enough or i guess unlucky enough to to see that but i'll take your word for it
0: so this rotation you know because going into a, a delco league playoff series like realistically you're probably only using three starters maybe four it depends kind of yeah, how. It kind of depends. M- probably like four. Some teams use Yeah. Four and then five, you kind of go Johnny Holsteth. Yeah. So I would say like Camel Start game one, Luke Zimmerman, St. Joe's, and uh, Marple Newtown alum has also been great. Mm-hmm. Mike Valente. Hit 89 yesterday. He's been really? looking. He's been looking nice. really good for us. We got Brett Mutz, You know Cole Peichel's throwing a bullpen. He's gonna be our, our late secret weapon addition. Okay. guess not that secret anymore. No, but, yeah, uh, that's yeah. You kind, of, kind of ruined yeah. that. Didn't well, you? he threw uh, a 15 strikeout, nine inning shutout for Dickinson in the in the Centennial Conference tournament, wow. and then I think that kinda kind us of messed up his arm a little so, bit. I mean, I'm, no, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't regret it, but you know. Oh no, definitely not. But. Yeah
1: maybe a little bit uh, well no definitely not that's...
0: it all paid off But uh, so I'm going to pull up the Delco League standings right now just to kind of run through them I'm not sure 100% if they're updated uh, oh, that's that's my website <laughs> wait is, there, you, is uh, that actually what came up first wow that is what came up first Oh, whoa, no way.
1: And hey, we're coming up first on Google search. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm actually gonna leave this thing because this is pretty this cool. Is more. Um, so I searched Delco League standings and didn't realize that our website was the first thing that came up because and they
1: have the little like cut
0: thing. Uh, I mean, that was me. I put, that, I put <laughs> that in there. Yeah, I put that in there. This is like um, on the Google thing, yeah. Not even the, that's yeah, no, that's of right. Yeah, yeah, all right. So uh, pulling up right now, so Wayne is 21 1 and 2, Ben's upward RB team is 20 and 5, so it looks like we're both gonna be getting the bye week. Uh, we'll talk about the playoff format mm-hmm. in a sec. Drexel Hill Ducks, they used to be called the Narborough Mudcats, uh, so not a new addition, but a relocation. Yeah. They're 14, 6, and 2. The funny thing they is, they have a
1: lot of games to play. They
0: do, and they're they 14, 6, and 2. And the fourth place team, Aston Valley, is 10 and 13. So they're a full five and a half games up of the team behind them. There's a clear top three.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely, and I think it's kind of been that way. At for at least since like the season started i don't know i mean you never really know how things are going to shake out when like especially in delcoly when when the season before when the everyone season shows up yeah but you know, once you kind of start getting a feel for everything you start to, the uh Wayne Upper Darby and Drexel Hill definitely separated yeah. themselves pretty quickly yeah cuz
0: you know R1 losses to Upper Darby we tied Drexel Hill twice you know it's been really good games with them so Aston Valley's in 4th at 10 and 13 Marple Newtown in 5th at 9 and 13 Springfield in 6th at 9 and 18. Chester, they have a lot of games to play too. Chester at Uh, 9, excuse me, Chester at 6 and 15 and 7th and Narberth. The new addition from the Edco League is at Mm -hmm. 2 and 20. So real quick, talk about the playoff format. I don't know if we've even talked about this yet. So the new playoff format. So they have two wildcard games this year. They're kind of doing like the NBA. So assuming that it's probably going to end with Chester in 7th and Narberth in 8th, they're going to play each other. The winner plays Springfield to be the sixth seed and play in the quarterfinals. We've got a little play in tournament. We have, yeah. Let's so, go. so Springfield their advantage is that they're going to get Chester and Narborough's you know, number two. Yeah, yeah. So be, uh, be, and then Drexel Hill well, is in honestly, a great spot. You don't even
1: know that it could Springfield could get uh, could jump either Aston or Marple right now. They're they're at nine wins, so they're that's they're only the a game system. out. Yeah, depending yeah. on how much. So that's the, the the only issue. It looks like. Marple and Aston have a lot of games, a lot more games to play than Springfield. Springfield does. has one game left. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that becomes a bit of yeah. an issue. But yeah. So
0: the way the league works is it's a point system because you want to reward teams that are able to get all their games in. Which, for Wayne having a turf field, that's that certainly yeah, helps. Man, um, that, that makes it a little bit. Better. But you know, realistically, just looking at kind of like the playoff picture, and we're going to do a pre-playoff episode. Maybe get some interviews there realistically, it's probably going to be Drexel Hill playing the winner of the play tournament, and then Aston Valley playing Marple, and it does reseed. So as the one seed for Wayne, we would play the best team remaining. Okay, um, that, I was going to ask that. Yeah, though. so I think that's how it's going to go uh, for right now. But we'll talk a little bit about each team. We talked about Wayne right there. So I know as a pitcher, you're not always at the upper Derby games, but we'll talk a little bit first about the the legend, the face of the league, Johnny Gonzalez.
1: I <laughs> uh, actually he just threw a complete game shutout today, so against Springfield. So
0: he's Johnny Gonzalez. Perf- perfect little is intro for it. Fifty years old. Once again, 5-0, zero. Fifty years old. He was the Finals MVP in twenty twenty one, and before that game, his ERA was in the mid ones. At this point, it's probably got to be close to one. And this guy, you know, in between, put it like this: he's a folk hero. In between every inning, mm-hmm. he smokes a SIG will sometimes drink some coronitas, and he just goes out and just shoves. He throws, like, eight different pitches, and he just, like, he just knows how to pitch.
1: Yeah, he's kind of the guy that, like, you tell your grandkids about, and they're like, what is grandpa on right now? Like, it's literally that, but it's real. Like, it's, and he just kills it year in,
0: year out. I'm, I'm pulling up his stats. He has 44 strikeouts. He has three walks. He pounds the zone. Yep, yep. He mixes it up. He keeps you off balance, and... It's his durability, man. He's throwing 48 innings. No one in the league is even sniffing that. Like, there probably aren't even many guys in the league with 30s. He just shows up, and I remember talking to him one time, he's like, when I pitch a game, like, it's my game. Like, I, he yeah, wants to go the a, distance, oh, and he does.
1: mentality to have.
0: And in the playoffs, he's ready at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... I mean, that,
1: he doesn't have rest days in the no. playoffs. He's, he's good to go every time, and, like, even on games where, like, we don't have guys throwing like he's up at the the minute there's trouble like he's up throwing in the bullpen (laughs) it's ridiculous yeah and the story
0: i always tell is in the delta league finals we were down two to one in in a five you know best of five series Mm -hmm. and johnny pitches 50 pitches it starts raining at sun valley as we're playing aston valley comes out the next night pitches another 50 pitches and we win and then we win game five so like that's why you know he's like i didn't even think i was going to mvp i'm like johnny like what do you think value is? Yeah, that like not no, really much else. There's a bunch of, you know, 20s and high teens pitchers in this league, and none of them are coming after 50 pitches and, and pitching again the yeah. next day, let alone doing what he did. But uh, So, yeah, a Wayne Upper Derby that was the championship last year. It was a great five-game series. You know, it, it it was one play that decided it. So, you know, we said last year it could absolutely, you know, be the same matchup again. Definitely
1: could be that again. Yeah. Um, I think probably those are two – Teams are the favorites to go, but team we're going to get into has is going to have something to say about it.
0: Yeah, Drexel Hill has, you know, has uh, probably, in my opinion, one through nine, they might have the best lineup in the league. When, I would
1: say almost absolutely. When yeah. everybody
0: shows up, I mean, you just look up the guys they got. Like it's like an interact takeover. They're like from Malvern, they got Tim Dickinson, Trey Tiffin, uh, Mason Clark. From the all, all D1 guys, you know, from Haverford School, they got Mark Quatrani It's kind of funny seeing them all play together after, yeah, you know, yeah. being rivals all year long. Uh, they got this guy, Christian Rush. I forget where he plays. I think it might be Lackawanna. Juco. Yeah, he's a Lackawanna guy. Uh, and, you know, it's just like Chris Salvi former pro baseball player, is terrifying <laughs> to face. You know, Pat Toll is uh, their, their show, hey, you know, he's, he's a two way guy which, you know, in this league, you you really don't see that many. Yeah,
1: he might be, like, the Shohei of the league. Yeah.
0: Him or Luke Zim. Probably probably, probably, probably the two best, I would say, two-way players. I forgot Luke plays the field, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this team, you know, they got Dylan too another D1 guy. Like, this team is very deep, but they're not that deep pitching-wise.
1: Yeah, a little little bit light, and um, I mean, honestly, like, you, sometimes with pitching, especially in summer leagues, like, You get guys that are either taking time off for college or, you know, pitching in high school, like on the recruiting trail, and you just get them appearances. And then when you get to the playoffs, they're your guys. So, like, I don't know if we've gone that deep into, like, who throws for them, but there there could be, like, a very real possibility that you see some studs for them in the playoffs that, you know, they just got eligibility for, but not too many innings.
0: So they also got. he used to play for Chester's, name's Nick Knowles. His his dad was Dicky Knowles, the 1980 Phillies mm-hmm. World Series champ, uh, known for throwing, basically throwing at George Brett when he when he had hemorrhoids. Uh, but Nick Knowles throws absolute gas. I've thankfully never faced him, but he's a big dude. He's he's scary on the mound. Thank God he's a righty at least. But for my sake, but you know he uh, he switched from Chester to Drexel Hill, and unfortunately, we'll talk about a lot of guys just get sick of losing on Chester yeah, Stephen Wells and, and just want to you know want a fresh start but man this Drexel Hill team like what they also have is they're very young and they they play and they look they're like they, they play as a team they really like playing together you know Yeah. when you get some teams like Wayne like like we talked about before the show it's like almost feels like winning is like expected it's like a business mm-hmm. it's more professional you know these guys are just like kids that like playing baseball together yeah just kind of
1: out having a good time that, yeah. I, that's part of the whole thing I think that's what makes like the Delco League and stuff like that um, really special is you kind of get out get out with like Guys from different high schools that you grew up playing against, or like different colleges that you've played against, and like you all just kind of go out, have a good time, and try and win a championship. It's it's awesome.
0: Yep. All right, we'll move on here to Marple Newtown. Uh, Marple Newtown's a, a cool team because last year I think they only won like two or three games, but you know they're having a pretty solid year. Uh, Tom Carey is my favorite on this team because he's the coach <laughs> of Upper Darby High School, yeah. and now he's going out and he's facing guys that like he coached against, and that's got to be pretty fun for him. Yeah, he's killing it too. He's been he's hitting over four hundred. <laughs> That's
1: ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he's been a great hitter for a Good while. Player. I mean, I, f- I feel like I remember from like when I started coming in the league and like pitching regularly, like he was a dude that was like, it's kind of like a big goofy looking guy, but yeah. like, he'll just like line drive, line drive, line drive, and you're just sitting there like, what is going?
0: Yeah, on? Yeah, and it's cool because last year Chris Sipido, uh, Upper Darby Ace, pitched a lot more, but this year he's kind of just like saving his arm to head to NC State. But like yeah, he yeah. was now playing with his ace that he coached during the spring. That's pretty cool. And like that's the type of stuff that you just don't see anywhere else. It's like for Wayne, Cam Mathis, Alden Mathis, and Owen Mathis are all playing together for the first time ever. Yeah. Because no other league with that age gap could you play, you know? All right. uh, Also on Marple Newtown, Jimmy DiCarlo uh, also was on our Upper Darby team. He's having a great year. He's around 400. Jake Fallers, their catcher, around 400. It's kind of similar to Drexel Hill in the sense that they absolutely mash, but like, I'm not thinking that their arms are going to lead them deep in the playoffs. They're just going to have to slug their way.
1: Yeah, and that's like, I, I I faced these guys. Two like two weeks ago, and they have a really good lineup, and that's gonna it's gonna be a lineup that keeps them in games. But yeah, obviously, like the arms are kind of where teams separate themselves, and I honestly don't know the depth they have. I can't say it's like good or bad. I'm not. I haven't really seen a ton of them, but from what I've seen, like they have some good guys. But once you get kind of get into the bullpen, it can get a little. It's bit just like icy.
0: I just struggle to see them winning a series. You know, yeah, 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 like they yeah. can win a game in a series. Absolutely, they're talented. It's just like especially if they, they could win a three game, not a five game. Yeah. I think yeah. I think, that, I think they could it. win
1: a three game against anyone below them in the standings. Yeah. I, I guess like the top three, I think that's when the pitching depth yeah. is going to come into an
0: issue. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the team that they're likely going to face in the first round, which is Aston Valley, who in a sense is kind of the anti-Marble Newtown because those guys always have good arms. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah, like
1: just, they're just like pitching. Yeah. Pitching. Heavy. So
0: they don't have Chris Murphy anymore. He was the former um, Houston Astros minor leaguer, probably the, Best pitcher I've ever faced, like yeah, ever, at yeah, any was, level. He was, uh, um, he was crazy. He was probably himself, throwing ninety three or ninety four. Yeah. Like I flew out to left. I felt great about yeah, myself. I'm like, nice. Coach. I hit yeah. the ball. He, you know? So he
1: pitched against us in Game Three in twenty twenty
0: one, and we had no shot. No, like, there was, no. I think <laughs> there was no uh, I'm pretty sure shot. like Steve Tyson had a hit, and maybe Supa, but like mm. we had like two hits in the well, whole Supa game. Always gets a hit. Yeah, face the franchise. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just talking about Aston Valley a little bit. So they're predominantly Wilmington University players they always have these guys from Delaware which is a you know it's a D2 yeah, school yeah, yeah. Like they, you know Kyle Maxwell Sean Hout I saw playing a little bit again Quentin Ivy. like they got a lot of Wilmington guys um, their rotation's are always good I mean Roman Tazi is I mean he's a D2 pitcher so yeah, is Kyle Maxwell a, so is Brian he's, Pozolsky he's going, to a, he's, going to, he's going to Catholic, going to Catholic with, Sammy, Sammy with Sammy with yeah, Sammy Berman that, that'll be a cool story taking on do. the Landmark conference yeah, there they like grew up as best friends so having oh, them together it. would be cool um so, yeah, I mean, those, you know, I think that's going to be a good series. I think it's going to be a close series because mm-hmm. I think Marple has a better lineup, but Aston has a better, you know, pitching yeah, staff. Yeah, I agree. That'll so, be, that'll be a really so, I think good that'll one. be I entertaining. Always,
1: I feel like Aston always plays close series, like, every time they're out there. They're, they're a weird team. Yeah, they're, they're yeah I mean, to
0: beat. you know, our, 20, our, our Wayne guys still talk about the 2021 season where Aston beat them in four. Yeah. It's because they had a really good rotation that just shut mm-hmm. them down.
1: And that's I have that rotation they had – was
0: what so was, they ran out murphy max and trevor jump from Goldie beacom they all did well man and then they had they one other kid too um they? they had i think it could have been anthony giordano big lefty uh, yeah. um i think against us it was jack Liberia yes. that, yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah yeah jack Liberia who uh, i think he's he's doing really well in a different summer league but uh all right so we're gonna move on here we're gonna talk about springfield they're the sixth seed right now, and that's a team that I'm going to pull up the roster here. Steve Trainer runs this team like a fantasy team, which, and I mean, he cares. You you can't oh, say he doesn't care. Yeah. They have used a total. You ready for this? They've used a total of 43 players this year. That's insane. They have 43 players on their roster that have played at least one game for them, and that's which fun. is
1: hilarious. I feel like that's like another thing you kind of run into with summer leagues, is like especially with like. You know this isn't like a collegiate. Well, I mean, it is a collegiate league, but it's not like it's not organized. Like yeah, it's not. League. This isn't yeah. like the Cape or something, something like where it was where it's like you're under like a contract and stuff. Like, you can kind of guys will go on vacation. Guys have like stuff to do, work like different yeah. stuff. So like, you're gonna run a lot of guys. Life takes precedent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life definitely yeah. takes precedent. Um,
0: let's talk about a couple guys here. Uh, Pat Mannix was a I think we're priority.
1: What's up? Is it priority or
0: precedent? I think both. Yeah, yeah. No. we don't know. We don't know words. Yeah, we don't know it's. Uh, quick shout-out to Pat Mannix, who is a fellow member of the Penn State Baseball Club. Uh, he has been doing really well for the Colonos. He's played in 25 games this year, which leads the team by a comfortable margin. So he's kind of been holding down that team with Will Kelly. Uh, Jack Pacella. He's won the attendance award. He's won the attendance award, absolutely. Jack Pacella, uh, he got hurt, but he's, he's back now. But you know we have to talk about Ben Mutz, the <laughs> most, let's say the most polarizing player in the league. Is that a good way to put it?
1: I don't even know that polarizing is the word for controversial. It. Kind of not not like polarizer or controversial. I think that paints him in the in the bad light. <laughs> I think he paints himself. For the guy. I know. No, I know. He's a great dude. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's, he's, always at, he's always yelling at. He's always yelled at somebody. That's a good point. He's like, know, uh, entertaining. I think. Yeah, is the entertaining
0: word. is good. Yeah, must see TV. Um, yeah, but he's he's the guy that you know. He never played high school baseball. He worked hard to make his way through JUCO and Penn State. Brandywine is now. Like, throws like 10 miles an hour harder than yeah, he did when he was just in high school. <laughs> uh, great this. story, great baseball family. I think this Colonials team is talented. I just think that for whatever reason, they can never seem to get a, like a full group together. But I think it's also a team that you know they lost a lot of their arms from last year. Like, they had Dave Schumacher from yeah. Penn, they had Andrew Cantwell. Like, I feel like if they were going to win a championship, last year was probably their year because they took you guys to five mm-hmm. games. Yeah, that they, was a good series. I, w-
1: without I mean, honestly, like, Johnny saved us that series. Yeah. I, th- I think without him, they'd probably be us. Um, cause they probably beat us because they – I feel like they were really firing all cylinders in that, and then you just run into Johnny, and it's kind of – I don't know. Yeah. Like, he, j- he just
0: owns – when it comes to – He the owns playoff. the league. Yeah when, yeah. It, yeah, when
1: it comes to playoffs, he just owns the league. Yeah, no. The I, don't, I that, don't even
0: think we oh. – we probably faced Johnny once this year, I think. Yeah. that. <gasps> I don't I think do, he's throwing against you guys. I, not that I missed a couple games during the year. I thought I heard them talking about it, but maybe not. Maybe I'm go, oh
1: wait, no, that. he did. He did throw against probably you guys. probably very yeah, early. The, uh, he threw the game that we won. Actually, yeah, that so. makes that makes sense. I got, yeah. yeah,
0: shocker. Yeah, I, actually, I don't even count that as a loss anymore, yeah. Johnny Fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, we well, got scored six. We right? scored. I
1: think we won nine. I think six, it was nine to so, six. Like, yeah, that's. It's not like he beat you one nothing. Like, yeah. I think that still counts as a loss. Yeah.
0: Other but, than that, for Maculata or. Other than that, for uh, for Springfield, they have three immaculata starters: Joe Rauscher, Matt Rolls, and Matt Long. So you know they're going to get you know solid yeah. pitching. Uh, I think it's a sneaky team. I, I I don't I don't know if I'd pick them if I was making predictions against Drexel Hill, but you know they have talent absolutely.
1: It's it's not a team you
0: can take lightly. Yeah, that's. I th- oh. I, I
1: think they're. I would. I don't. I want to speak for you, but I think they're my pick to come out of the so-called play-in tournament yeah
0: I, I think that's fair yeah uh right, let's talk about the other two teams that'll be in that play-in tournament so we'll start with chester we got some branding on that like the delco what?
1: baseball now play in oh yeah yeah <laughs> something our, something put, like put our logo on that yeah uh that's why that's why i told you i want to build a win. field someday
0: once <laughs> we're millionaires uh so for chester you know it's talk. It's hard to talk about chester because they're not on game changer so like i don't really have their stats i don't really know much about them they're a team let's just say they're old school I, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it but the, you know they definitely like playing together. They have, like, long meetings after games. Like, they were talking mm. post-game huddle. Like, they definitely want to get better. Dan McShane, you know, actually coaches, like, very like much. Yeah, so, like, yeah, talks. He's always to, talking, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, they had... I feel like I feel like every time we play them, it's like a different crew of people. So it's really hard to get a good feel. Yeah, uh, this this guy I don't know what his first name is, but Lucas was his last name. And I mean, we only won two to one today. Mm-hmm. So he like it's very, it's he threw against us, you know you yeah he's well. like a lefty that just like he doesn't throw hard, but he kind of mixes it up. Uh, don't have too much to talk about them. I, I mean, I think that they would probably beat Narberth in a in the game. I would imagine. So know? yeah, so, Narberth is a new team to the league. They won the Edco League, which I play in as well. They never really dominated that league. Like we had won the last three mm-hmm. years before, so I was kind of surprised that they made the move. They're sitting at two and twenty right now. I, I think it's too early to say they're regretting it. But at this point, like if they have the kind of season that they had this year, next year they might have to like reevaluate. Yeah, it could be a. I mean, they haven't folded it. Like they haven't mailed it in. No, yeah, you know? and that's
1: like mad respect to them for that, because that's at two and twenty is a rough. That's a rough summer, but like. Shout out to them for just, like, showing up and just trying it every game. And, obviously, them playing tournament gives them a shot. Like, you never know. They like, could go on a run, win the league. Why, why yeah, not? Why but that's – having, like – I was uh, – having been on, like, a team that has – I played – I play up in the Perky League as well and was on a team that, one, well, just starting and had a really rough time. Like, it is – you know, it, it's tough breaking into a new league. And – um but I think the longer you do it, the, the easier it gets, and you start to, like, find guys to come play. So you realize what you
0: need to be successful. Yeah,
1: yeah. You got, you got to lose to win sometimes. It's like
0: Ed Coe's a 14-game season. Doug leagues 28, plus, yeah, you know, a, the playoff series get to best of five. and uh, But, yeah, they got uh, – there's this guy, Garrett Friend, Eastern alum. He's in 375. They have Jack Stead, who I think is either Malvern Prep or Episcopal. I think Malvern. Uh, he's an NJIT commit. See, the interesting thing is if they get Casey Murphy eligibility – he threw a perfect game in the in the Edco Championship last year. Mm-hmm. He's an ersignus pitcher who could. If, if he is starting against Chester, I think, yeah, I, guy, I, I, think I, would, I think I picked them. I think I think I might pick them if if he pitches because I he, would
1: be I would be yeah. interested to see how the lineups match up. But yeah, he, that that sounds like a dude that like will give you a yeah. shot if you throw him. And that's honestly like in Delco, especially when you're down and you know that kind of play in tournament. I don't think they'll get blown, blown off. off. No, yeah, yeah he'll keep them. Yeah. The game.
0: Uh, Will Thomas is their player coach. Uh, he's a solid player. He had a game-winning homer against Marple. Both of their wins have come against Marple this year. But hey, man, once once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah. So the one thing you know that we can always say about them is they care. Their guys care. They clearly aren't just like you know mailing in the season. Like they show up and they, and they work. Yeah. To everybody nice. else. So um, so that's our our quick Delco League recap. There, the playoffs will begin next week. We'll have a, a, a show that's kind of more aimed at you know previewing that and hopefully. Previewing the Media Little League uh, mm. state game. That would be a great uh great combo right there. So yeah, that's our that's our Delco League recap there. Uh we'll have you know a little bit more next week. When we have the full playoff schedule, we'll do a little preview show, hopefully, hopefully a little uh media little league and Ridley Little League state playoff preview as well. But you know, for now, last segment here, and I will preface this by saying if you're a Delco baseball player or family and you're not a Phillies fan then figure it out.
1: Is there some reevaluation yeah, you need to do?
0: Figure that. it out. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Phillies and at this point if you're no, not also a, so
1: unless you're not like if you're fr- like originally from somewhere else then, then Oh, you, you okay, that's valid. There, that's but valid. Like, yeah, but if
0: you're just one of those people that's like no, I'm just like, you know, a Yankees fan yeah, or if you're a, if you're you're a like Mets like fan, if, like if you're a Mets like, fan, unfollow our account. Yeah, let, let me preface just, that. If you're a Mets fan, unfollow our account. You're not welcome here. Yeah. All right, last but not least, we got the Phillies talk here. The Phillies are currently in a playoff spot as of right now, heading into the second half. I guess technically, probably already past the second half of the season. Got a couple coming of things. The All-Star break. Yeah, coming out of the All Star break, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Great series win against the Padres, especially that last game. They could have very easily lost. Harper clutched up that two mm-hmm. out single to tie the game. Jeff Hoffman was awesome. The Schwarber walked it off. Three out of four from the Padres team is big time. So we got just a couple of things. We're gonna break this down. Uh, you know, just our own individual thoughts, like some storylines, or some things that we want to get off our chest going into the second half here. Uh, well, first and foremost, Andrew Painter is likely going to get Tommy John, which I mean, has, he, he is. Getting I, I think. Tommy I think they recommended Tommy, yeah. it, so I think he's pretty much locked. Uh, that was
1: the uh, as when, like they put out that statement saying the, he's, he's getting, getting like, it. Okay. reconstructive surgery, um, so, yeah,
0: so, so he's going to get Tommy John, puts him out all of the rest of this year, most likely twenty twenty four, which sucks. And it sucks. There's levels to why it sucks. Obviously, it sucks for the kid. He's their top prospect. Mm. I know people can bounce back from Tommy John and be better than ever. It's not a guarantee, no. which sucks. But he's he's only 20 years old, which is good. And I think the thing that also sucks is that if you were gonna try and go after like like Shohei, like I wouldn't trade Painter for Juan Soto. Maybe for Shohei, if you think you can re- only if you think you can re-sign him. Yeah, that's
1: I think either. He'd be hard to part with for either either guy. Um, I I lean a little bit more towards like it'd be okay apart, but I, I think give it would be okay to like let him go on yeah. that. But I I he he would hurt to lose. Yeah, actually, honestly, I probably but, wouldn't part with him. But, but, but at, the, <laughs> at this at
0: this point, you know, we know that he's likely going to come back in 2025. So, yeah. so that's we'll, uh, you know, wish him the best with the surgery. Hopefully, we'll see him back soon. But we're going to talk about what what this team needs, and I'll start with. They need to either have an answer at first base or an answer in left field. Starting off with an answer at first base, hopefully it's Harper. I mean, you ideally defensive-wise, because if you put him at first, that opens up the DH for Schwarber, and then you can move, you know, uh, make a move for a left fielder. So mm-hmm. so the trade, in my opinion, the biggest trade will either be a first baseman or a left fielder, because if they can find Harper home at first base, then they can go after a left fielder, maybe like Cody Bellinger, Adam Duvall, uh, I know people are asking for Teoscar Hernandez. So I think that could be an option. Now, if Harper's not the answer at first base, then you need to find the answer at first base, which you got to hope that the that answer is Paul Goldschmidt, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, I
1: feel like that's probably the first name you go to. But honestly, I would rather... I think you need to find out if Harper can do this or not. And I think they said... But well, we should be finding
0: that out soon. Like, I think this gonna weekend at Cleveland's the goal. Because, like, you're basically giving him, like, 10 days to yeah, show you, yeah, like, it's, hey, like... He's got a 10-day contract. Yeah, we need we need to find out well, whether you
1: can do this or not. I mean, he's, he's Bryce. Like, he's a superhuman. I, th- I think he's going to be able to do it. And that makes life a little bit easier where we can, like, go look at a left fielder. But I think you answer that question and go from there. Ideally, I feel like you like finding like just like a I don't there's not a lot of them but like just some kind of super utility guy that could like do yeah. both would be perfect
0: uh, I yeah really right now player. I'm just getting flashbacks to the Moneyball movie where they're going to Chris Pratt's like Scott Hatterberg pick a machine well yes Scotty H pick a machine but they go into his living room and then you know Chris Pratt's like he's like I've never played first base before and Brad Pitt's like he's, hard. Hard. he's like it's not that hard and they go <laughs> Ron Washington goes like it's extremely difficult <laughs> you know but anything worth doing is uh, hey, yeah it I worked mean, out, worked I, out. It listen he- i mean reese hoskins was not good at first base last no, no. year so there's, it's not hard to have it no so like i mean i don't know i trust him he's an athlete he's a dude he'll figure it out but it's probably health wise i don't know i mean i think goldschmidt would be great i think getting a left fielder and then my next point a number five starter mm-hmm. would be great because as as you might refute i think that they might need more than Christopher Sanchez, but you like Christopher Sanchez. I
1: love Christopher Sanchez. I, he had a... I mean, he just... Well, so I, I say that he had a tough game today. but I do love... I, I think Christopher Sanchez is great. I, he looks... Yeah, he gave fine, him a chance to win today. Mine's to like, yeah. yeah. a lot of, like, Ranger a little bit, but, like... It's crafty. Yeah, a little just lefty, not going to really blow up by you, but it's going to get weak contact, and I think that's, like, something that helps. I, the number five starter thing, like... Because...
0: You need it for the regular season but not for playoffs. Yeah,
1: so it's like, it's kind yeah. of like I don't it doesn't I don't know, it just doesn't really I don't know that's something that I would like give up a lot
0: for. No, no, I don't think I don't think they they're going to go after like Giolito or like Marcus Stroman. No, I don't you know? think like I, I think they need someone to get them to October. And then you go into yeah. series with Wheeler, Nola, Walker, and Rajer, whatever order you want.
1: And that's where I kind of go like I feel like Christopher Sanchez can get you to October.
0: And I guess that's I think that's a
1: guy that can get you there. He'll
0: keep. You, I mean, he kept them in this game. He wasn't yeah. the reason they lost. They they lost because they didn't score much. But yeah, like I feel like in terms of what they need to get,
1: like first base slash left field is like one. Then you have mm. a large gap, and then yeah. it's like bullpen, and then honestly, like even more of a gap, and then the fifth starter. Yeah. Like, I, it would be nice to have. Like, I'm sure there are guys you can get that are better for, than Christopher Sanchez, but... It, it all, depends what, yeah, it yeah, all yeah. depends what they have to give up. Yeah, uh, It all
0: depends what they have to give up. Alright, so the last thing I'll say here about the Phils is they have 19 home games in August. And they play a lot of bad teams. So I think that's kind of where they can solidify themselves as a playoff team. Uh, I think if I had to bet my life right now, I think they end up... Honestly, I think they can be the top wild card, but... It's shaping up that way, right? Now. I, yeah, I think they'll probably end up in that four-five matchup. Which honestly, that I mean, that sixth spot might be where you want to be because then you get to play the the Brewers or like the Reds yeah, yeah, or yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's whoever we were last year. Yeah. To get that, like... but if if you're the four seed, you get to be home. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's would also also, would also be nice. But yeah, I mean, I I think that this team kind of like last year has not even close to hit their potential. Mm-hmm. They have not played their best baseball yet. Bryce only has a couple homers. Trey Turner's been awful. Aaron Nola. It's just been wildly inconsistent, you know, and I don't know. I just think that I would rather have them peak late. Yeah, and
1: that's it. Feels like they're like gaining momentum. Like it's and they're having more fun. Yeah, it's it's a long season, and I mean, well, it's getting into a shorter season, but there's still a lot that can happen. But it, it definitely feels like they're starting to get there, or at least start starting to get their stride.
0: Yeah. All right, and uh, we have to we have to do our due diligence to talk about this and. I'm only saying this because he's the best baseball player to ever live, but, like, Shohei Otani is probably going to get traded. And if you're a contending team, you have to at least do your homework. Yeah, so
1: I would say I don't think he's going to get traded. I don't think, like, the Angels are going to – I think the Angels are just going to try and, like – I think they're
0: stupid if they don't. Because I don't are, think he's going to sign are. back. Like,
1: no, he's not,
0: but, like – I don't think that I don't think I don't that know. even at his best, they're going to win the World Series. Like, he could, you know, he could throw a perfect game at every start and they still might not make the playoffs. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Like, that's... I just, I feel like if you're the Angels, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, we are not a World Series team, especially with Mike Trout still hurt. And just be like, Shohei Otani is going to leave for nothing. At the very least, let's get a couple top 10 prospects, yeah. you know, and I I mean, I, I think that the Phillies, the Phillies won't have the best prospect package to offer, but they might be the best team that can offer the combination of yeah, like we're going to pay a lot because we think that we can convince him to stay. Mm-hmm. Like I think that if the Phillies went on a, a World Series run, maybe not even win, just like another deep run and Otani plays a big part and he sees the energy that Philly plays with and like what play like being a Philly, you know, in the yeah. playoffs is like he seems like the kind of guy that would fall in love with being like in a high... Like you saw him with the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. He's a hype beast. He just hasn't got it with the Angels,
1: <laughs> or he just experiences that and signs with the Dodgers. Like
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> mean, I think that you know. I think the Philly playoff crowd is as loud as anybody. Oh yes, you know, well, I mean, way better Yankees, than LA. You know, it's he could still... fall in love with winning with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, that well, because be he's.
1: Thing. I thought he was, like, a West Coast guy, like, this whole time. I don't
0: know. I don't. I wonder if that's – I mean, people always said that Bryce Harper wanted to go to the West Coast. Like, yeah, the Giants fair. and the that's Dodgers. Fair. And he just went to the team that was the best fit. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying I want them to trade, like, Painter, Abel, like, all these big guys. But, like, I, I think that anybody that says, no, like, we don't need him or, no, like, he's a rental are crazy. Yeah, like, that's... you know, if he can – this team can win the World Series this year. And if you go into – first, if you go into a three-game series with Otani, then Wheeler – you're probably gonna win both of those yeah, games. That's pretty, that's, you know. You might, like, might take two there, it's so yeah. gonna
1: work for you. Yeah. That was I saw the uh people are like have a lot of people are predicting the uh the raise for him.
0: I, that's I, not really their style.
1: I think it's just so but the thing is though, like they're the one team where it's like they're gonna give a bunch of prospects and accept that he's a rental and yeah. just let it go. I don't even yeah, it I it would I, just be so funny to see him in the I Rays think uniform. I think like, two teams so that good. would
0: make sense for a rental, and I and this pains me to actually say it loud is one the Braves. Because they have the prospects. They could probably convince them to sign for like five mil a year just Mm -hmm. because they hold their players hostage, it seems like. (laughs) Uh, and then the Orioles. I don't think the Orioles will do it, but they have the prospects that they could do it if they mm-hmm. wanted Those, to.
1: Uh, Whoever the that's that's a team, talking cool. baseball mm-hmm. had the Reds, but just that's that's another funny. One. Oh, I just I don't know, man.
0: I don't think they. That's that's they're not a Shohei. No, a way, yeah, I think was, I think the Orioles could win a World Series this year, especially if they had him. Yeah, so, if, yeah.
1: if Shohei Tani is not in the bank this summer, get him in the trop.
0: That's yeah, what I'm get yeah. him in the trop. Or key, honestly, I would love him to stay with the Angels. If, yeah, you know, that, yeah. keep him that's, away from like, was, the Dodgers or a team that we're playing. That's my thing
1: with the Angels. Like, I feel like it's going to be hard. To look yourself in the mirror and be like, we have <laughs> Shohei and yeah. Mike Trout and we still suck. Like that's just that's gonna be a tough thing. I like, don't know. Look I don't know what the they're gonna do. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I know what we're gonna do, and that is come back with another great episode next week when we get ready for the Delco League playoffs. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've never been a Delco League game, come out for the playoffs. It's a it, yeah. you know it's a pretty good environment. We played in the finals, man. It was packed at O'Hara. Yeah, definitely in that last that's, championship game for sure. Also,
1: like follow the Delco League on Twitter and probably. I mean us too. because oh, obviously at, us. Always follow that was, Delco baseball in the uh, in the finals. They do a they do like a cookout thing, like a fan yep. appreciation. So that, and that's I mean, always it's some sausages. Nice. Yeah, it's hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Like it's a nice it's a nice day to come out and like watch a good game.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll have next week. We'll have more little league stuff. We'll have more Delco league stuff. Phillies will be on until October, so yeah, we'll have plenty hopefully. of Philly stuff uh, at the very least till September. Uh, but after that, we'll have maybe some updates on the rest of the MLB draft stuff. But as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.